Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Casino 400. Rishit, how you doing, bro? I'm good, Jason. How about you, bud? Oh, man, I can't complain, man. I cannot complain, man. It's uh, a nice Saturday afternoon here here in Tampa. So, uh, you know, it's, when I went outside, it wasn't too hot. But I'm sure if I walk out right now, it's pretty hot here. But, uh, of course, we got the race coming up here just in a couple hours. Uh, two races taking place this week. Uh, you know, I was uh, looking over some of the content you had over at Osmo.com. And one of the pieces that you had where you wrote, much like Pocono in June, we're starting down the barrel of a boring NASCAR DFS weekend. I hate to put it in that bluntly, but Michigan does not produce good racing. It's too big. It's too wide. Drivers are consistently on the throttle. There's no nuisance to this track. Uh, that that what that that comment definitely stuck out to me. So uh, kind of, uh, I guess, get off the fence, man. Tell me how you're really feeling. <laughs> you know, the the good thing I guess about about Michigan and is that really um, among the, the NASCAR circuit, there's only one other other track just like it, and that's Auto Club Speedway out in California. We've already been there, so we don't have to don't have to worry about it. But I mean, I'm sure it wasn't this way in the, I believe in the 70s when Roger Penske had Michigan uh, Speedway built, but it has just become a pretty mundane track. You have a very wide track where you can go four, even five wide, especially going down the going down the front stretch. You can literally stay on the throttle the the whole the whole time. The only time you would ever really have to get out of the throttle is if you were um, having to, to to move around slower slower traffic. So I mean, it's just a big wide open course where a driver can just mash the gas the the whole the whole day. And I mean, like I said, there's really not that much nuance to the to this track. It really comes down to what's your what's your setup. What are your in race changes that you can that you can make you know hopefully you've got a good um, pit team because really the only places that you're going to pick up positions are going to be on pit road or on the initial on the initial restarts other than that you are pretty well locked into where you where you start on the start on the track and when it comes to racing like that it's not a good product Another thing that uh, you wrote about this race was embrace the pole sitter. It's a theme that we've been that we've been that we've been chasing after, and God knows the last couple of weeks it is it is not it has not worked out for us. But if ever there was going to be a track where the pole sitter could truly take advantage of the clean air, take advantage of the of the type of track, this would be this would be that track. 
I highlighted this in the in the preview, and we can go back to it if you if you're an Osmo Premium subscriber, you go to the NASCAR Slack channel, you find the race sheet, you pull up the laps led page. That shows you the top two dominators from each from each race. So we're talking about 14 races in the lifespan of the Generation Six car. And if we count the amount of times that the pole sitter was either the top lap leader or the or led the second most laps, we're talking about 11 races out of 14 instances. The only three times it didn't happen, the very first race, so that spring that summer 2013 race. And you could kind of expect that it's the very first time that they've had these brand new cars on on the track. Then you go to 2016, it was the driver that started 12th led the most laps, but then the driver that started second led the second most laps. And then in the fall of 2018, the driver that started third led the most laps and the driver that started seventh led the second most laps. Other than that, it's been smooth sailing for the, for the pole sitter. What makes that very interesting is that we've got a driver on the pole this week who has been on the pole here at Michigan several times and has been a top dominator. So if we're trusting past past numbers, past trends, it should be gun ho with the with the pole sitter. But there's that little thought in the back of my head saying, what if the new trend is don't trust the pole sitter because they've been fairly untrustworthy the past couple of weeks you mentioned about the the premium slack channel we have anyone who wants to fire up a question here for the show we'll get to those questions first then we'll get over to the questions on youtube uh dave appreciate you uh saying hi in the youtube chat of course be sure to smash that like button here on youtube if you're not subscribed to osmo hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell as well let you know every time Awesome. It's got a show coming up. Of course, uh, this is uh, one of two shows for me today. I'll be back uh, in a couple hours to talk about the UFC card tonight. But of course, we're here to talk about the about NASCAR. Uh, you know, one other thing before we kind of get into the tiers is kind of your thoughts on the starting positions here. I, is there obviously I, I guess there's going to be obviously certain racers, you know, maybe towards the bottom of the starting field that you're going to look at, you know, their ability to move up. You know, but is there is there some ones on the on the draw that kind of intrigue you more than others? Yeah, you know, we're we're kind of in a weird spot like we were last last week with New Hampshire, where you had a lot of guys that I generally like to plug and play into my cash lineups that were starting a little too far forward for our for our taste, and it happened again this week. But the catch twenty two is is that you know. The car that you race today is the car that you have to drive tomorrow in, in Sunday's race. So it, it doesn't make sense to be overly aggressive in this race. So I'm kind of anticipating a, a fairly green race. Now, there will be caution. Somebody will get loose going into a corner and, and, and spin out. But generally, we don't have, like, cautions because somebody hit the fence or some somebody cut down a tire. You know, this is a track where tire wear, it, it really isn't anything that we're going to concern ourselves with. So if this track is going to race clean if this is going to be a smooth race then those guys that i was kind of hesitant towards in the, the in the teens last week well i'm kind of embracing them this week i i guess i mean obviously we're here to talk about today's race but what is your thought about your research in terms of tomorrow's race is it more of i i gotta see how this this thing unfolds today before i, I really start kind of kind of having those 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 general thoughts you have for tomorrow's race? Yeah, because whoever excels today naturally is going to be the guys that we're going to want exposure to towards tomorrow. Because, I mean, 
if you have a car that runs top five because of the inversion, you're going to start positions 16 through 20 tomorrow. So not only are these the guys that have the best cars that are going to be probably the most likely to lead laps later on in the race, these guys are also going to have beneficial pace differential in a race that doesn't have that many laps, therefore that many dominator, dominator points. So yeah, we're definitely paying attention to what happens to today, looking to see who runs the most, the most fastest laps, even though, you know, because this track is so big, fastest laps are going to be kind of spread around, but you know, we, we will be able to know who had the best setup and who the best cars were for today. And that will impact our decisions for tomorrow. I mean, look, I'm not going to try to sit here and proclaim I'm any type of NASCAR expert here. But be, with with having back to back races, same racetrack, same weekend, are you more looking at racing teams in terms of, of your of your research in terms of, of who are you kind of targeting? Yeah, it's it's something to definitely keep keep in mind. Like today, my my eyes are definitely on the on the the Penske squad and including mm-hmm. uh, Matty D in the twenty one who has the the loose affiliation with with Penske because. Well, it makes sense. Roger Penske owns the owns this track, so it only makes sense that the team that he owns does so does so well here. But yeah, I want to keep an eye on race teams in general, like Stuart Haas, Joe Gibbs, Penske, Hendrick, Childers, what have you, and see if the collective together have come together, put together a race setup, or perhaps just taken somebody else's race set, set up from that team and said, you know what, what what. What you're doing works best, so let's just mm-hmm. put it on my car, and we'll go from there. You know, of course, one of the things we like to do here is we break the the field down in the tiers. Uh, we have it into four uh, four different tiers. Tier one is uh, the fighters 10K and above. Tier two, fighter, or excuse me, racers in 9K and 8K. I, I call drivers race uh, fighters. I don't know why. You know, I guess it's just MMA side of me coming out. Uh, tier three, 7K and 6K. And then, of course, tier four is 5K. And below, uh, looking at that tier one K, the, the pole sitter is not in tier one. He's in tier two. Um, but uh, when you look at tier one, where it's Kevin Harvick, Martin Trucks Jr., Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Brad Kozlowski, um, you know, kind of is there one one person that uh, I, I guess Harvick, I, I know you wrote about Harvick in a piece this week as well, but is there someone in this tier one that you believe will have a little higher ownership than maybe we're projecting or maybe lower or maybe their, their, their ownership will be a little lower than you think it should be. Harvick definitely, definitely because we're talking about the driver that's won two of the, of the last three races here at Michigan. And he, he could have won a, a third one, but uh, rain shortened the race and his teammate Clint Boyer beat him out on, on pit road going with two tires while uh, everybody else went with four tires. And it just so happened to work for Boyer that they, but he stayed out on the lead and they, and they called the race. But if not for that, when we're talking about Harvick winning three of the last four races here at, at Michigan. So, I mean, those are such good, such good numbers, but you know, you mentioned my article. I really don't know where, where Harvick is. I, you know, I think we have this concept of how good a driver he is currently, you know, based on what he's done recently but I think it's being masked by a driver who's nailing his setup finally late in the race, getting towards the front and competing, competing for that win. Because when it comes down to dominator points, you know, they're, they're kind of there, but they're not what you would expect from, from Harvick at, the, at, at this point. 
you know, it seems like for some reason at this point in this in the in the series that it's taking him and uh, Rodney Childers just that little bit extra to get their car set up. Now, perhaps this is the field coming to them because they had such an advantage after we, we, we restarted racing at, at Darlington, you know, maybe they just had such a huge advantage in, in pre-race setup and now everybody else is catching up, catching up to them. But regardless, Harvick, we're talking about driver that's won here two of the last three, last three times. I have to ponder Denny Hamlin because Denny Denny has run really well really well here. Uh, he finished second in the in the basically what would be this race because they race in in June they race in August here in the series. So here we are in August in the race and so basically the last time that they were here at Michigan, Denny ran Denny ran second. Never really led that many laps, but he knocked down a bunch of fastest laps, and that was due to uh, Joe Gibbs al- always has his drivers kind of set up. At Michigan for, you know, in 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 the race with more downforce instead of mm-hmm. uh, s- setting up for for qualifying to, to knock down a faster a faster lap. So he never really kind of got to the lead, but he was definitely running around there. Truex has really really great numbers here. Uh, all of these numbers that I'm gonna I'm gonna reference just for the re- just for the sake of reference for the rest of the show are not going to include that rain shortened. June race from 2018, mm-hmm. you know, you, you add those numbers in there, then you start skewing things. But if you look at the last five races here since 2017, Truex has four top six finishes. The only other thing was a, was a 14th place. He's run really well here. He's averaging 37.4 laps led per race, 30.2 fastest, fastest laps. You got to like Harvey. You, you got to like Truex. You got to like Hamlin. Keselowski, they're, they're, Something really weird here with with Michigan. This is the case for Keselowski. It's the case for Eric Jones. That the the hometown Michigan drivers they really don't do that well here. I don't know if it's them not being able to focus while their family and friends are in the are in the in the seats, but they really don't do that well here. The best that we can see from Keselowski is a second second place finish. But the guy that I really want to focus on here, and the guy that I am trying to jam in all of my lineups, is Ryan Blaney. You know, he doesn't exactly have the numbers that you're that you're looking at looking for. He's got an average finish of 15.6, which out of all of these guys in this tier, that's the worst. But the thing that I'm I'm looking at is that this is the same tire package that Goodyear ran at Las Vegas, at Kentucky, at Texas. Now, when you just isolate those three races, I know that's an extremely small data set, but when you isolate those three races by themselves. Blaney is averaging 45.7 fastest laps, 62.3 laps led. He's got the best average running position out of everybody in the field at, at 4.6, the best driver rating at 123.2. He's averaging 73.1 DraftKings points, 66.8 FanDuel points. I mean, everything that you would want to love about, about a driver, Blaney has it. He just doesn't have the numbers here at Michigan that you were that you would be looking for. So if we're focusing on what have you done for me lately, then Blaney's definitely the guy from this tier that I'm looking for. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Looking to get my lineups. Plus, starting 11th, he gets me place differential. Even if he doesn't lead quite as many laps, he's got, 10, he's got at least 10 points on DraftKings and five points on FanDuel that he can get me via place differential, something very valuable in a race that's only going to go 156 laps. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Looking at Truex starting 12th, Mulaney 11th, do you think their their value in this top tier is a little better than Hamlin, Kozlowski, and Harvick who are all starting in the top five? I think it. I think it is just because of that that place differential that they're that they're offering. Like to to tell you that I feel secure in naming who the top two dominators are right now. I mean, I, I'd be I'd be lying to you. I mean, you can go to the Osimo, you know, NASCAR tool, and you can see who Alex has projected as the as the top projected lap leaders, the top two the top two dominators. But me just looking at these numbers. At Michigan, looking at these numbers for the 550 horsepower package, or just looking at the numbers with this tire package, I mean, I can make I can make cases for any of these guys in, in this tier to be the to be the top lap leader, to, to be this to to lead the second this lead the second most laps. So when you're left with all of these toss up decisions, perhaps the best place to go is like you said, Truex or Blaney, because they simply offer offer you place differential to help build up that floor. You mentioned about those tools that, that Alex has over at Osmo.com, and uh, this is a great week to take advantage of that weekly pass we have for NASCAR where you can get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for the upcoming NASCAR slate with the Osmo Plus NASCAR weekly pass for $9.95. This includes full access to Osmo's leading driver projections, ownership projections, and a top driver's tool. There's never been a time for NASCAR DFS, so get on the track today. Yeah, you definitely want to check that out. Uh, one of the tools that uh, I use is obviously that ownership tool. Um, you know, looking at uh, Kevin Harvick right now on DraftKings, we have him at 31.8%. Uh, Denny Hamlin, 29.8%. So those are, those are things that I'm always looking at in terms of roster construction. Um, you know, I, I know we talked about last week of, you know, putting two guys in that tier one. Um, is this also a race that, you know, like, like say you're talking to the single entry tournament player. It, it, is this week a week of, okay, try to find two guys in this tier one and then kind of build around that? On DraftKings with 156 laps, I think, I think you can do that, but I can make a strong case for just choosing one guy out of out of this tier, and then building or building around value, building around the 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 rest of these guys that start a little closer to the front, like we talked about, with with the higher salaries, because you know let's face it, with 156 laps, there's not that many dominator points to 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 go to go around, so. We know we're definitely not going to see three dominators in an optimal lineup. It's going to be either one, or it's going to it's going to be either one or two, and it's going to be de- dependent on, you know, how basically how many how many laps that top lap leader gets. If this is kind of split split up, then yeah, we're probably looking at two, 
from this from this region. If it's a little heavier, like it was last year when Joey Logano led 163 of two 204 laps, then yeah, we're definitely looking we're definitely looking at one. But I think the key for these single entry things is you've got to take advantage of that of those ownership numbers. Yeah, no, that's something. Uh, tier two is where Joey Logano is at. Of course, nine thousand seven hundred on DK. Uh, obviously, I mean, you've mentioned about it. It's you, you just mentioned about the laps he led last time. Um, you know, I was just looking at the ownership projections on him. We got him at twenty three percent. Like, do you kind of feel like you know whether you play one lineup or a hundred lineups that Joey Logano's got to be a, a key component? I. I, I, I've been so in love with the pole sitter and they keep biting me in the butt, but I, I mean, I want to, I want to embrace Logano as the, as a pole sitter this week because, because of the track and because of his history at the track. You know, the last time that he sat on the pole was way back in July at Indianapolis and that didn't, that didn't work out. I think he led maybe 14 laps and then he fell back into the, into the, into the mid range. But I think this is just such a combination of his history, his capability, starting on the starting on the on the front row. And something to remember: last year, when he led all those 163 laps, he didn't do it from the initial green flag start. He lost that lead on the very first lap to Denny Hamlin, fought back on lap four, and then went on to just lead a large chunk of a large chunk of laps. So even if Denny doesn't beat Denny, I mean, even if Joey doesn't beat Denny off of the off of the off of the line, I still think that Joey's good enough that he can eventually re, recapture that. And especially if the Joe Gibbs drivers once again are built for downforce for long green flag runs versus speed on a on a on a short on a short turn. Do you like Logano on Fandle at eleven uh, eleven four? I, yeah, um, I'm glad you brought brought that up. A key component to to Fanduel, since this is only 156 laps, we're only talking about 15.6 laps lead points. So, I think you really just need to focus on a on a single dominator, single lap leader there on on mm-hmm. Fanduel. And if you want to go with Logano because of everything that that I've mentioned, I mean, 11-4 versus paying up to 13-5 for Hamlin or 14. For, for Harvick, that saves you a lot of money, and that keeps you from having to go down to the bottom, to the Ty Dillons, to the Corey LeJoys, to the Ryan Priests. That keeps you from having to go down to those guys that, you know, they're going to start in the 30s, but they probably don't get out of the out of the mid 20s, and that's not gonna that's not gonna help you when so many other so many other guys are going to like just say for example, we've got so many guys on FanDuel in that that eight to 10 K range that are probably, probably going to be scoring somewhere in the, the 45 to 50 points today. And if your last guy in is Corey LaJoy or Ty Dillon getting you what 20, 25, then that's it. That may impact you. And that, that may be a big enough gap for what you're doing line lineup wise to impact you. So when it comes to Logano, Answer your question. When it comes to Logano on 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 FanDuel 11, 11 4, I think he makes a he makes a good building block. And you know, even if he doesn't lead a large a large chunk of this this race, he's run here so so well that I don't think that whatever place differential he he may end up losing is going to impact him so negatively versus what he scores in laps led. 
we're looking at this tier two. So on and DraftKings prices, we're talking about the the drivers in the nine k and eight k range. I want to mention uh, two drivers. We talked a lot about last week about Christopher Bell because of starting thirty fifth last week. Now he's starting twenty ninth. Nine point nine k on DraftKings, nine point five k on FanDuel, and Eric Jones starting twenty third, eight point eight k on DraftKings, ten k on FanDuel. Just because of they're the only two drivers in this this tier that are outside of the top twenty. What's kind of your take on the, on them heading in this one? I thought for certain that Christopher Bell's owner ownership was going to be much higher than it was last week, and it and it shocked me. I mean, even in even in cash games, he was he was only twenty percent owned. I don't see a reason to go away from go away from Bell. I mean. You know, we had every every stat in the book last week. You know, his truck win, his Xfinity wins, the type of track that they were that they were at. I mean, everything lined up for for Bell, and he was running in the top five for the majority of the day before he cut a tire, got two laps down, got those back, was running in the mid teens, and then cut another tire. So, I mean, all of the variance in the world that he could have found, he found it. He could have found it, he found it last week. So now we're moving to a track. definitely definitely safer bell's history at at michigan it's it's so so but you know outside of tyler reddick generally the the xfinity guys really don't run that well here at michigan because there's a good amount of cup drivers that race in the xfinity race that negatively impacts their 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 results but bell you've got him starting 29th he's a little bit cheaper he's still got tons of place differential and the thing to keep in mind is as the total amount of laps shrink in these races it places that much larger impact on on place differential so if you've got a driver and good equipment that we think is that we that we assume is competent because you know it, it it came out this week that he's taking eric jones's ride next year so i mean he's getting promoted to to the best ride that he can that he can get it at joe gibbs you got this driver you know a good day, probably 15 place differential, maybe maybe mm-hmm. 20, and at 9900, I think that makes that makes a lot of sense in in cash. We talk about Eric Jones. Eric Jones is always in tournaments, never in cash. His, his finishes are are way too all over the all over the place for you to genuinely trust that you can play him in a in a cash lineup. You know, last week he was getting really touted as a as a cat as a cash play. Heck, I succumbed to all of the, the the noise in the echo chamber, and I played Jones and Cash, and that that told, that definitely didn't didn't work out for me. He's all over the place, and the thing that we have to wonder about this week is where is he kind of emotionally? Because you know he just he he the, the news kind of started to trickle out on Thursday that. He was going to lose his ride, and then it gets confirmed later in the day that he is going to lose his ride. Now, he he, he and his lawyer, which is acting as his agent, say that he has a ride for, for next year. And, I mean, he's a good driver. Surely there's, you know, a good amount of teams that would want to put him in their in their, in their their car. But you have to wonder, where is Jones at this point, knowing that he's a lame duck sitting in, in that car? And he, he's another Michigan guy, Michigan guy, never really run that well here. But the thing that he does have on his side, is he does have place differential, ten thousand on Fanduel. I don't think I want to pay that for Eric Jones, but I can make the case for that at eighty eight hundred on DraftKings. 
Uh, a driver you had mentioned a little earlier was Matt D at 8,400 on DraftKings starting in the 15th spot. Yeah. One, we're talking about the, the Penske correlation. Penske generally runs pretty pretty well here at this track. So you've got a Penske correlate. You've got a Penske-affiliated car. But the thing that I'm really looking at is those performances at Las Vegas, at Kentucky, at Texas. If I go back over here and look at these at these numbers, average start 13th, kind of where he's at today, average finish 7th. When you look at average finish, that's the fourth best in the field. So we're talking about a guy that seems to race pretty well in this in this package. You're getting him starting 15th. He's at 8,400. You know, I'm not too sure how how the how the field feels about him because his ownership kind of seems to 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 move and sway based on the based on the race. And people will. You know, you can go down 200 bucks and you can play William Byron, or you can go up 200 and play Jimmy. You can go up the extra 400 like we talked about and get Eric Jones. So maybe people won't play Matty D because of the position that he's in, because you can get more place differential by going up or down. But based off of this tire package, I really like Matt. Uh, Starting 15th, he may not be what you're looking for in cash, but if you play him in cash on DraftKings, I definitely get that on FanDuel. I do think he's, you know, he's he's definitely safe for safe for cash. I really like him on on SuperDraft, but yeah, he's a he's a guy kind of like Blaney that I'm looking to fit in my lineups if if I can. Is there a preference on what site you like him? I mean, you just mentioned you like him on SuperDraft, but if you're if someone's Looking at FanDuel and DraftKings, is there one platform you prefer over the other in GPP? I think it's I think it's FanDuel just because we're looking at a at a single dominator build on that on that site. So you can spend up a little bit extra on these drivers. And in my in my lineups, it was easier to get to Matty D at 9300 on FanDuel versus paying 8400 on DraftKings for for Matt, uh, just to be frank with you all, I am doing nothing but but cash on DraftKings this this week, and in my in my DraftKings builds for you know for for cash, I just. I couldn't find a way to get. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To, to, to Matt D without doing a double punt build. And that's something I don't want to do for a 156 lap race. Yeah, no, I get it. In terms of, uh, you know, some of the other drivers in this tier two, you got Kyle Busch, uh, Chase Elliott, Amarola, Johnson, Byron, and, and also Kirk Busch. Kyle, the only driver out of these five races that has a top ten in every in every race. Um, Kyle had it's it's been a funny story with Kyle. Generally in practice, he's had issues talking with his with his crew chief Adam Adam Alexander about the setup. But once you actually get to the race, 
then it's like something clicks for him and information starts pouring over through the radio and they make adjustments on pit road and he's you know he'll find himself fighting for a win if nothing else fighting for a for a, for a top five uh kyle i would have really loved to seen what he did at new hampshire before he cut that tire on lap four and wrecked, wrecked his car so you know where he's at right now your guess is as good as mine what we're probably going to do is with this whole idea that Kyle needs practice, perhaps the best play is we're not going to go heavy on Kyle today, but if he seems to run good in the final segment, then we will definitely consider him for, for the for the race tomorrow, kind of using this idea that Saturday was practice and then Sunday is the actual race. Um, in terms of, uh, is there anybody else in Tier 2 that uh, you believe people should be looking at? Chase has Chase Elliott has generally run pretty well here at at Michigan. Yeah, his speed has kind of been down the, the last couple of couple of weeks. But you know, if you're looking just at at Michigan track trends and numbers as a as an indicator of where you want to go, you definitely need to consider Chase starting eighth at uh, 9300 on DraftKings. Um, you know, moving down in, into tier three, because I know we got a couple of questions about some drivers here in, in tier three. And I'm going to start with this question from Chase from YouTube. He says, on FanDuel, could you bill with Austin Dillon as your cheapest guy at 7,700? Could be a Blaney balance, uh, Logano Blaney balance build. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we, we can get into this right now. I really, really like Austin, Austin Dillon. You know, he's been running pretty consistently well it seems like we talk about austin every week i think it's just more or less because we're we're, we're happy with how consistently well he's been running and you know perhaps that's the impact of having kyler reddick as a uh as a as a partner on on this team versus daniel hemrick last year and ryan newman the the years before but you look at his you look at his numbers i mean it was by hook or by crook, but he won it. He won at Texas using using pit strategy. Other than that, it's been you know thirteenth, fourteenth place finish. Yeah, and when you look at his previous Michigan numbers, you know there's some there's some top tens in there, including a fourth place finish. So Austin has run really well here, and if he's your last guy in on on FanDuel, that's awesome. Uh, another question about a, a driver in this tier, and that's Bubba Wallace. Uh, Dakota saying, "What do you think about Deco uh, Bubba Wallace starting at twenty fourth and sixty five hundred on DraftKings?" Okay, let's take apart take apart this. Bubba's in a in a weird spot. I don't have him highlighted as a as a cash as a cash play right right now. Perhaps that could that could change, but I don't trust Bubba at this at this track, this wide open, this wide open format, if this was a plate race, then my mind would be, you know, would definitely be thinking, yeah, Bubba's in, Bubba's in play. But here in Michigan, he's been kind of so-so, 27th, 28th, 23rd, the year that he filled in for Eric Almarola when he was hurt, 19th. So, I mean, it's, it, it basically kind of looks like, according to Michigan numbers, you're going to, where he starts is where he's going to basically, basically finish. When you look at the 550 horsepower package this year, excluding Indianapolis and excluding the two races at at Pocono, average finish of 24.6. So I really feel with Bubba, you're probably getting a driver that 
is going to maybe pick up a couple of spots at the most, maybe move up to 20th, but probably by the end of the race, he's going to fall back to just where he, where he started. And that that's not what I'm wanting. Another question um, that came in here on the chat, two, two drivers that are involved uh, in this tier, Austin Dillon, who you were just talking about, and the other one being Tyler Reddick uh, and being asked about DraftKings GPP in terms of these two drivers. Love Reddick. Absolutely love Reddick. Uh, we talked about the Xfinity race last year, Tyler Reddick. I believe he started in the 12th or 14th position, ended up winning the race. This track, it, it suits Reddick to a T. Reddick loves a big, wide open track with, with high banks where he can, you know, use his willingness to ride the rails to gain the extra speed that's that's up there. You know, that's what happened at at Homestead, where he had a had a top five finish, hung around the top five for the, for the majority of the of the day, finished second at Texas in this in this tire package. Now, once again, that was by pit road strategy, but the fact was that he got up there and he was able to stay up there and keep Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, those uh, Kevin Harvick, those drivers behind him. Starting 14th, it's going to keep people off of him because you know there's not that much place differential. But we're getting him at a little bit of a discount this week at 7,200. He's a driver that I genuinely believe could find his way into the top five because you know this track really suits the kind of style that that he loves to put that out there on the track. Two names we, we talked about last week, uh, Nemechek and, and Sternhouse Jr., uh, 31st and 32nd here. Woo! Okay. John Hunter was working great until he didn't. And if, if, if you're new to NASCAR DFS, there's a reason why John Hunter Nemechek is called John Hunter Nemechek. He genuinely finds his way in, into the wall or into other people. And I was sitting on my living room floor watching the race, and when, and when he when he wrecked out, I slammed my fists on the on the ground. I said, "He did it! I knew it! I knew it! I knew he would do it." And my wife looked at me like an idiot and said, "Who did what?" And I said, "He wrecked." I told everybody he would wreck, and he finally wrecked. If you watch the truck race Friday, Friday night, what happened to John Hunter Nemechek? He wrecked out. I mean, it just seems like the, the logical conclusion for, for this poor kid is that he will get loose in a corner going way faster than he should. And he's going to get loose and he's, he's going to, he's going to go turning once again, you know, the, the, the place differential isn't that great. It's, it's 31st and I can go down a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars or more here on DraftKings and get more place differential from drivers that I actually kind of, kind of trust. Um, this is John's first race in the Cup Series at Michigan. When you look at what he's done in this in this package so far, average finish of thirty two point five. So, you know your your hopes for place your your hopes for place place differential for him, they're they're probably they're probably not not there. Um, when it comes to 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 Ricky. You know, Ricky had a good race last week after all of those, all of those, uh, those DNFs. Yeah, his numbers in a better car at Roush Fenway, 28, 19, 18, 18, 8. You know, th this should be the sort of track just like, just like Reddick that really should suit him because he loves to hug the, hug the wall and, and, and ride around, but the, they really haven't kind of been there for him starting 32nd. Like if you're in this, in this area, 
and you need someone to fill out a, a cash team and you're deciding between Nemechek and Stenhouse, go with go with Stenhouse, but actually the better play might be going down $200 and actually playing Cole Custer. Why do you like Cole so much? Cole, Cole has been running really, really well of, of late. Like if I go back here and look at his at, at his recent numbers, eighth at New Hampshire last week, of course, we're not going to try to say that a one mile track to a two mile high bank over correlated, but just the fact finished eighth there last week. Then you go seventh at Kansas, wrecked out 39th at, at Texas, but then first at Kentucky, fifth at Indy, and then a 16th and a seventh at, at Pocono. I think just that he's really hit a, a, a consistency stride. Starting 16th, that's going to scare people off for, for cash. But, you know, I mean, this is, if there's a drum that I'm going to bang today, it's don't be afraid to move your player pool for cash further and further up the, the starting grade. I mean, don't just say, I got to have guys 20th or, or worse to add to my dominators. Don't be afraid to look at guys like like Custer, like Austin Dillon, like uh, like Tyler, even Tyler Reddick, just because of his of his upside. I think that the consistency is there. Um, Cole's another guy that likes to uh, likes to ride around the right around the rim. He was a guy that always did really well at Homestead in the Xfinity series. So yeah, you know, I am willing to take half as much place differential from Cole from Cole Custer versus Ricky Stenhouse just for the sake of knowing that I might actually sneak out a top ten out of Custer versus Stenhouse, who probably finishes twenty fourth, twenty third. Going back to Tyler Reddick, we mentioned about his price on uh, DK of seventy two hundred eight thousand on Fanduel. Is that uh, is that salary got you intrigued? Yeah, that definitely definitely makes things work because you know by by all means he should be a little more expensive on on Fanduel. So eight thousand, you know that's a that's a a discount compared to 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 where he where he should be. Now, the the one problem that I do have with Reddick is that 1.3 flex multiplier on on Superdraft. 1.95, you can play him as a champion pick. Like if you're throwing a bunch of lineups together, that makes sense. That 1.95, but with just a 1.3 multiplier as a flex play on Superdraft, there there's just not a lot there to really capitalize on his day because we're talking about Reddick having a 1.3 multiplier versus. Logano, who has a who has a one point two, and I know who's a whole lot more likely to lead laps. Yeah, uh, you mentioned about there's drivers that are starting behind Nemechek that you like, as opposed to him. Uh, right. Is Daniel Suarez one of those drivers? Suarez, the, the you know the, the story always is with, with Suarez. If this race gets kind of wrecky, then you know he'll keep himself clean and he'll move up and he'll he'll gain spots. Uh, if you want to pay $6,000 on DraftKings, 3500 no, $3, for him on FanDuel, that's that's way too stinking cheap because he's $500 more than the rest of these punt plays. Like Timmy Hill through Quinn, through, through Quinn Houch, all of those guys that you, you know are going to finish laps down. Suarez is only $500 more than, more than them. So, I mean, if you're, if you're going with a, with a weird, really top heavy, top heavy lineup mm -hmm. then 
Suarez makes sense as the, as the last the last guy in, but I would really kind of advise against going uh, going that way on FanDuel. Six thousand on DraftKings, you're getting ten, probably maybe twelve place place differential. And if I'm totally wrong and this turns into just being a, a wreck fest, then Suarez could easily sneak out seventeen spots for you at six thousand dollars. That that sounds good. I think though, I would look at either Priest, Dylan, or LaJoy for your for your cash game picks as that last guy in. And in the article, I put down LaJoy simply because he's the cheapest and he has the most place differential to gain. But if you've got the extra money and you want to spend up for, for Ty Dillon instead of Corey LaJoy, or you just want to split the difference and play, you know, one lineup with one, you know, one cash lineup with Ty Dillon and one cash lineup with, with Corey LaJoy, Hedge Life, I can't, you know, I'm not going to fault you for, for, for that either. They both probably have a similar floor and a similar ceiling, but, you know, maybe you get something a little extra. Last year in this in this race, Ty Dillon found his way to 11. So, I mean, that's, stranger things have happened. Uh, Dakota also asked, uh, he's the one who asked about the bubble, bubble question. He goes, uh, he goes, uh, one last question for me that goes off the bubble one is Chris, Chris, who's starting in 22nd, 6,300 on DK, a good switch off with Bubba starting 22nd at 6,300. Okay. Busher, when he was racing for JTG Doherty, he, he really, as you would say, he outkicked his coverage. He did surprisingly well for a for a mid-tier car. His finishes were 14th, 16th, 20th, and 6th. So I mean, this guy really excelled in this in this car in a a worse car honestly than what he what he's driving now. So you put him in better equipment starting 20 22nd like if you didn't want to play Custer because you you think he's starting too far forward, you didn't play Bubba because you because you don't trust him. And you don't want to go down to the guys in the five thousand because you don't want to leave yourself with you know seven hundred, eight hundred, or even nine hundred dollars left over in a in a lineup. Yeah, Chris Chris Busher, you know you're, you're taking him out of out of that equipment. You're putting him in a in a better car. I mean, you could easily see another top fifteen finish out of him today. Of course, uh, this is a NASCAR DFS strategy show. I want to let you know about the fancy football package we have over at awesomeo.com as we are excited to bring you our inaugural season-long fancy football and best ball draft kit using the same tools that have helped make Alex Osmo Baker the number one daily fantasy sports player. We have compiled a package that will revolutionize the way you prepare for fantasy football drafts. For only $29.95, our draft kit includes everything you need to prep, including rankings, projections, sleeper tools, loads of content from our experts, and I love this, and it's just probably because of the name, the Draft Wingman, which will update team projections in real time based on who you've already drafted. And as an added bonus, new FFPC members get a $35 credit when they sign up for an Osmo Draft Kit which basically makes it free. Don't miss this one. Dominate your fantasy and best ball leagues today. Also, while you're over there at awesomeo.com, you got to check out all the great NASCAR coverage we have over there. And, of course, you can get that weekly pass for $9.95 to get all these great tools that Alex uses daily. So when you're looking for, uh, to come up with that best lineup possible, you got to take advantage over there at awesomeo.com forward slash join. Uh, you know, let's break down this last uh, tier. So this is the uh, five, uh, the under 6K drivers. 
And below, you mentioned about uh, LaJoy here a, a moment ago. Is there is there somebody here in this low-tier option that jumps off the page at you? Genuinely, the lowest I would go out of all of these guys would be would be Corey LaJoy at, at 5,600. And to be frank, you you really shouldn't be building a lineup that requires you to go below five, 5,000. Like if you are, if you are compiling, compiling drivers and you find yourself, Oh crap, I got to pick between Garrett Smithley and Brennan pool or JJ Yaley or this Australian bloke or, or, or Quinn house. You know, who, who, who do I go with? If you're doing that, I think you've, you've made a process decision that, that was bad and you need to start deleting drivers and, and starting <laughs> and starting over again. The thing that makes these drivers relevant to lineups is laps and attrition. Well, mm -hmm. we have a lack of laps. There's only 100, 156 laps. And, you know, I don't think this is going to be an, an, an attrition race, the, and especially for these guys. These guys can't afford to go out there and wreck their best car and then have to roll off the backup, which isn't going to be near as good for, for tomorrow's race. You know, the only saving grace that they have is next week we're going down to Daytona to race at the road course. So it's going to be a different type of car, a different type of horsepower package. So, I mean, if they do wreck twice this weekend, it's not the end of the end of the world for these guys. But considering the amount of money that's invested into these cars, it very well could very well could be the end of the end of the world for them. I mean, it's it's kind of slowly trickling in day by day. But a lot of these single car teams, these you know underfunded teams, they are having trouble staying above above water. So these guys are destined to just ride around in the back, finish the race 10, 12 laps down, and try to keep themselves clean so that they can race race tomorrow. And I don't anticipate any sort of circumstances in today's race that's going to, you know, move them up into the, into the twenties, keep them onto the, onto the lead lap. So yeah, the last guy that I would honestly look at for DraftKings is Corey LaJoy, Ty Dillon, Ryan Priest. It was good to see Priest run as well as he, as he did last week. Um, if you just want to look at what these drivers have done in this package so far this year, Dylan and LaJoy are kind of basically the same, the same driver. They're both starting around 24th, 25th, actually, no, around, yeah, the exact same starting position, 27.6 in these nine races, finishing in the 23rd position, and their average running position is 24th to, to 26th. So, you know, in actuality, they're probably the, both the, the same driver. So flip, I see. A, coin, flip a coin. <laughs> This is what I take what you just said there. So I need to go in the fancy cruncher and I need to eliminate all these drivers out of a fancy crunch. Yep. Yep. Because fantasy crunch that that's something very, very, very wise you're 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 hitting on there. Because if you leave these drivers in there and enough of these of these top tier guys like Harvick, Hamlin, Logano, Blaney, whoever, have enough have enough points, you may get that random crunch that gives you three of these guys up at the top and then throws in a Quinn house at 4,500 in order to fit in, you know, yeah. who, whoever else you are kneecapping yourself. 
Uh, let's uh, let's get a couple of questions in here. Uh, Dan had asked, says, does playing Logano and Hamlin in the same lineup on DraftKings make sense? Definitely. That seems like it seems like the safest way to go in cash because you're you you're you, you feel like you are locking in at least one of the of the top lap leaders. I ever since the the draw on Thursday, I've kind of felt like either Logano, Hamlin, or Harvick were going to be one of the, the one of the top lap leaders. So if you give yourself Hamlin and and Blaney, not Hamlin, Blaney, Hamlin and Logano, it, it feels like you're really locking yourself at least into one of the top lap leaders, if not both of them. Uh, in these 14 races at Michigan in the Generation Six car, three times the it's been both the the pole sitter and the drivers part in second who have combined to lead the most laps. So it's a scenario that we could see again. Uh, another uh, question that we got uh, over this is from uh, R. Stanley over on YouTube. He goes, Blaney, Logano, Pierce, and Cash, do you agree with this? Yeah. Blaney, Logano, of course, for the obvious, obvious reasons. Blaney, because of the place differential and you know he has a very high likelihood to get to the get to the lead and lead laps and then your your last guy in is just your is your your place differential uh chase says on fanduel is it too risky to do three expensive guys with a combo such as pierce suarez or round it out worried uh the points won't score as much as finish position in a more balanced lineup yeah they're on Fanduel, you just don't have enough laps led points to to make that a viable a viable construction. Like if this were a Bristol, a Martinsville, or a Richmond race where there's 400, 500 laps, then yeah, we're that 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 build is very in play. But with only 156 laps, it, I don't think that that type of lineup construction is going to end up being optimal. You are looking at one, maybe at the max two. And we're talking like your your second, if you're considering a second dominator on FanDuel, it's a guy that has to have place differential to help build up that that floor. Uh, Rod Rod says, do you like any particular dominator group? If you were going to say, okay, like I'm, I'm looking just for, for Two two guys in the majority of my lineups on on DraftKings and FanDuel to base to base my dominators around. I keep finding myself falling back on the combination of Logano and and Blaney. And I mean, mm-hmm. what these guys do today, it's gonna it's gonna it's either gonna sink my ship or or I'm gonna be pretty pretty happy this afternoon. But those are the two guys that I keep falling back upon. But honestly, I mean, I can make a case for going Logano. Hamlin, Logano, Harvick, Blaney, Logano, Harvick, Hamlin, or just going Logano, just going Harvick, just going, just going Blaney. It is, it is really wide open, and I think today will be a really good indicator of what to expect for for tomorrow. Yeah, just looking at our uh, ownership projections right now, um, Ricky Sternhouse Jr. This is over on Fanduel, thirty percent. At 6.4K. Um, I wanted to look up Kevin Harvick. Uh, of course, he's 14,000 on FanDuel, the most expensive driver there is. He's at 20% ownership. Yeah, and remember, 
just what what you need from from Harvick at 14k on on Fanduel. You need him to to really dominate this race to to pay that off. I mean, with only 15.6 laps lead points available on Fanduel, you need him to knock off at least 100 or so lap laps lead. And I mean, that's not the kind of race that we've seen from from Harvick. You know, in these last five races here at Michigan since 2017, he's only averaging 29 laps lead per race. Be sure to smash that YouTube like button right here. Also, make sure you subscribe to Osmo. Hit that notification bell so you know exactly uh, when there's an Osmo show that is taking place. Uh, we'll get a couple more questions here before we get out of here uh, for this edition of the NASCAR DFS Strategy Show. Uh, Stanley says, so two dominators and four place differentials sound right? Yeah, definitely. And if you want to spend up for your first place differential driver being Christopher Bell, it, it totally works this, this, this week. Uh, ben says, uh, what about uh, Corey LaJoy as a bottom pick? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's your if that's your last guy in, whether on on yeah, I don't think you need to go that low on on FanDuel at four thousand, but on DraftKings, if he's your last guy in at fifty fifty six hundred, then I think you've you have you have made the uh, uh, the right decision. For a newer NASCAR DFS player, what should they be looking for today? to help them out tomorrow. Do your best to, to pay attention what happens on these on these restarts, you know, who who really can pick off positions on the on the on the restarts, but probably the the most important thing is going to is going to be who has the ability to maneuver their way through through traffic and get their get their way to the front cuz that's probably going to be the best indicator of who we're looking for tomorrow. I mean, green, green flag restarts, they can be kind of kind of fluky. It, it can boil down to if you've got a good push behind you, um, what the drivers beside you are, are, are doing. You know, you can you can benefit a lot from just happenstance on on restarts, but the ability to drive through traffic and get your way to the front, that's a real indicator of just how good your, your car is. So that's something we definitely want to pay attention to uh, for tomorrow. Uh, JT asking uh, Christopher Bell uh, place differential versus Joey Logano as a possible dominator. Kraft is playing both. <laughs> that, that's the that I, that's the simple answer. Just just play them just play them both. But if you because I mean Logano at, at ninety seven hundred, we're we're getting him at a at a at a discount. And, and Bell's price is what it is, and that's probably the way it's going to continue to, to be for the rest of the season. But if if you're having to make a, a a one versus one decision, I'm going to say Logano over over Bell because of just what I anticipate Logano to do with uh, with Dominator points today. Of course, uh, got a busy day here on awesomeo.com. Of course, uh, be sure to be looking out uh, later on today. We've got the UFC live before lock. That'll be at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. MLB live before lock coming up at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, I'll be a part of the UFC show with Pete Rogers Jr. So be sure to check us out. Be sure to hit that uh, like button here on YouTube. Does help us out. Uh, Phil, anything uh, else you want to kind of mention here before we get out of here on this edition of the uh, strategy show? Keep an eye on on Super Draft Overlay. I mean, there is there are so many sports going on right right now that Super Draft may have a, 
over overshot what they anticipated for, for people and their interest in, in NASCAR today. So keep an eye on that before lock. You may be able to just squeeze in a few entries and take take advantage of some uh, potential overlay there. And, of course, uh, be sure to give Phil a follow on Twitter at Race Sheets. Of course, if you ever have any questions, comments, it's a great way to hit him up there. Also, if you're a premium member, hit him up in, in the Slack channel as well, as we'll get right back to you there. So that is going to wrap it up for the NASCAR DFS Strategy Show for today's Firekeepers Casino 400.